0: You're now listening to The Architect Introspect, The Architect's official radio broadcast. My name is A.J. Schaff, and I'm a sophomore majoring in broadcast journalism from Clarksville, Arkansas. I'm also serving as the radio manager for The Architect. And man, what an interesting start it's been to this spring semester. We've got school cancellations, snow, icy weather. It's been crazy, man. It would have been nice to have some snow near Christmas, but we didn't get that. But that's Arkansas weather for you. However, with WebEx classes and such, I'm sure you guys have been scrambling to stay on top of your homework. And I hope you've been able to. But this episode of the Architect Introspect is going to help you catch up on all the news that you might have missed on campus. So, without further ado, let's get into our first story of the day from editor-in-chief Tara Espinoza, covering urban exploration in Arkansas, and let me tell you guys, it's a good one. This story will be read by me. Every town has a story to tell, but all too often, these stories go to die on a forgotten map. Living in Arkansas, it does not take long to spot a neglected building or town. However, urban exploring has found its way to Arkansas in recent years, and people have been working toward documenting and preserving abandoned buildings in the state. The preservation and documentation of deserted buildings are often like finding a time capsule. Often these places are left with everything still inside. And when wear and tear become too much, the building gets exposed to nature, trespassers, and decay. If left alone too long, the building becomes condemned. There is no salvation and the history is lost forever. One organization that is in the process of bringing awareness and new life into these forgotten places is Abandoned Arkansas. Michael Schwartz is one of the leading people behind Abandoned Arkansas. He's also a co-author of Abandoned Arkansas an echo from the past, and president of the Abandoned Atlas Foundation. Quote, I turned a hobby into a website, and that is where it began for Abandoned Arkansas. I wanted to find the history and tell the stories of these buildings left for nature to retake. The goal is to educate people and maybe save some of these buildings, Schwartz said. Some of the most famous abandoned places in the state include Dogpatch USA, Rush, Montigny, and East Calico Rock. While these places are well-known and receive recognition for their dereliction, many other sites are left to the dust. Quote, It is not just the well-known places that require help. It is easier to focus on those because they are on the bigger side, but you can find history in small towns. Driving back roads and looking for these hidden jewels is vital in this process, Schwartz said. Abandoned Arkansas is also working toward the possibility of connecting developers with these lost buildings. When looking into developers, they reach out to people that want to salvage as much as possible. They are also actively working toward helping with cleanup, preventing trespassers, and finding owners who genuinely need help with their buildings. Quote, If you are going to be an explorer, you have to respect the owners in their building. You do not want to go in and spray or break windows. There is no point in that, and that is not what we do. It is all about the respect code, Schwartz said. Arkansas is not a small state to explore, so it takes a team of photographers and reporters to make up the abandoned Arkansas foundation. The one thing they all have in common is the passion and joy of exploring forgotten sites. Ginger Beck is a photographer for Abandoned Arkansas and co-author of the Abandoned Arkansas book that has been part of the team since 2017. Ginger Beck is a photographer for Abandoned Arkansas and co-author of the Abandoned Arkansas book and has been part of the team since 2017. Quote, When it physically hurts to go in and see that a building is dying, that is when you know it is something more than a hobby. I do not think of myself as a photographer. I was nosy and mentioned that I had an interest, so I worked a few gigs and was hooked, Beck said. Unfortunately, due to timing, I'm not going to be able to finish reading that story on air today. However, I definitely recommend you give it a read. The story goes into a bit more detail about how some of the team members joined the team and also their experiences finding abandoned places in Arkansas. Definitely worth it. It was a great read. If you want to read that, pick up this week's newspaper and go to the second page or check out our website at architectnews.com. But nevertheless, it's time to move on to our next story, which coincidentally is also by Editor-in-Chief Tara Espinoza, covering the new Freshman Leadership Experience program here at Tech. It looks to be quite interesting. Let's dig into it. The story will be read by me. The Freshman Leadership Experience Program, also known as FLE, at Tech is a starting point for students seeking to gain and increase their leadership skills. It also encourages connections with students that share that interest. Quote, we wanted students to learn new skills, Megan Bell, coordinator of civic and community engagement and leadership development, said. Quote, we want them to apply what they learn to real life scenarios. Recently, six students from the program went for a hike at Petty Jean State Park to see Cedar Falls. This is the most popular trail the park has. It is 1.7 miles long and features a 95-foot waterfall. Quote, we are the facilitators who helped the group, but it was really a hands-on opportunity for the students. They engaged with each other and got insight from past campus leaders while having fun, Bell said. Gilbert Arizaga and Mackenzie Blanchard worked alongside Bell and served as program facilitators. Nia Jones, a participant in the program, reflected on the event and her journey with FLE. Quote, I discovered skills that will allow me to make better connections and better myself so that in return, I can help those around me in a more substantial way. For students who are interested in the FLE, there is an application on the link. Editor's note, Nia Jones' quote came from an ATU press release. Man, I wish there was an organization like that when I started last year. It sounds like a lot of fun and a great opportunity to learn some things. So if you're a freshman this semester, don't miss out. Make sure you check it out on the link and go to some of their events. I think it's definitely worth your while. But now it's time to move on to this week's editorial. Now I should preface this by saying that an editorial is the official opinion of the paper. And it's a stance that the paper takes on a certain topic or issue. So make sure you have that in mind as we go through this. So without further ado, let's get into this week's editorial. The heart of the student body on any campus rests with its registered student organizations. These organizations are where the students join together, make relationships, and work on shared goals. They are essential to the cohesion of the student body and school spirit. However, many organizations need help to stay afloat as spring semesters roll around. Senior officers are graduating and need someone to replace them. Fewer new members join, old members drop out. Some clubs and organizations pull through, some end up in the RSO graveyard. This week, the architect would like to remind students that it is never too late to join a student organization. Sticking with a couple of organizations the whole time you are in school is easy. They are comfortable and familiar. You make friends and find your role. For others, it is easier to not join any organizations. By the time your last few semesters roll around, it feels like it's too late to hop into a new club. However, this could not be any further from the truth. So many student organizations on campus would gladly welcome you, and new ones are popping up all the time. It is a great way to make new friends, network, and gain experience or knowledge you didn't have before. Being a member for one or two semesters could be enough to make lifelong friends or resume-worthy experiences. Joining a new club does not have to feel like a burden, either. We encourage students to put their health first and practice good time management. However, we also want to remove the stigma that being a part of an organization is a chore. In truth, you have to find a club that works for you and your lifestyle. Not all clubs meet every week. Not all clubs perform giant projects or require you to donate money. You do not have to take on a leadership role either. You can simply be a member and enjoy the community. If you want new opportunities, a big organization like student government or the Student Activities Board might be for you. Even Greek organizations recruit during the spring and accept students no matter their college year. Additionally, many departments have their student organizations that can help you network and gain experience in your future career. These include the Herpetology Club, the Pre-Law Society, and many more. If you are just looking to make some friends or do something fun, joining a book club or an intramural sport team might be right for you. If you're interested in activism, you may be interested in the political organizations on campus as well. If nothing on campus seems to fit your taste, you have the courage to start a new one. It is a lot easier than it may seem and could be a great experience. You may find that many students have the same interests as you. Finally, we could not end this editorial without inviting you all to join our team here at The Architect. It is our 100th year as an RSO and our senior officers would like to see the newspaper continue into the future. We have a place for all kinds of students, whether your passion is in photography, writing, web design, or social media, or you just want your voice to be heard. You do not have to be a journalism or English major. We are a welcoming community that meets every Monday at 4.30 in RPL 332. Whether you join our organization or another, We hope that you get the most out of your college experience, and enjoy being a part of the Arkansas Tech student body. You know, this is one of those editorials that I just have to 100% agree with. It's so wonderful being involved in organizations on campus, and it's so rewarding in many different ways, especially with the architect. I literally walked in my first semester of my freshman year a couple weeks into the school year after the paper had already started, and they just had an open door. I walked into the meeting, sat down, and now I'm the radio manager. It's a really wonderful community here at Tech, and it would be foolish to not take advantage of it. So I definitely recommend looking into the Architect and other student organizations. It's definitely worth your time. But enough recollecting, it's time to move on to our final story of the day from sports editor Olivia Orr covering the Golden Suns and their most recent game this semester. This story will also be read by me. The Golden Suns battled a 52-72 loss against Harding on January 23rd on home court. This put the Golden Suns 9-6 through overall. Kaylee Shipman, a junior from Mountain View, put Tech on the scoreboard quick into the game with a layup. The Bisons managed a couple of layups, but a three-pointer off the hands of Claudia Bridges, freshman from Fayetteville, gave the Golden Suns a 7-4 lead, with 7 minutes and 28 seconds left in the first quarter. Harding inched their way closer to leveling the scoreboard with a jump shot, but Julie Wagner, sophomore from Humboldt, Tennessee, retaliated with a jump shot, putting the score at 9-6. Still, Harding tied the game up with 9-9 to with 6 minutes and 24 seconds left in the quarter. Alex Hill, a sophomore from Harrison, put four more points on the board to help bring Tech to a 15-11 lead. With 4 minutes and 44 seconds left, the Bisons pushed back as the quarter came to a close, and Tech and Harding ended the quarter with a level 17-17 score. Shipman once again was the first to score for Tech with 9 minutes and 1 second left in the quarter, Neither team would score again until 7 minutes and 21 seconds when Harding managed a layup, bringing the score to 19 to 21. The two teams went back and forth until Haley Wyrick, freshman from Piercy, advanced Tech's lead 30 to 27 with a three-pointer, one minute and 16 left in the quarter. Tech managed to stay on top for the remainder of the quarter, finishing the half with a close 35 to 33 score. This put Tech in a tight spot going into the second half, especially with Harding coming out strong in the third quarter. The Bisons put 12 more points on the board before Shipman managed two free throws with six minutes and five seconds left in the quarter. With the Golden Suns behind 37 to 45, they attempted to redeem themselves with two layups and four three throws, but ended the third quarter with Harding on top 45 to 54. Harding was quick to score less than a minute into the quarter, a free throw by Jaylee Olegsby, sophomore from Howe, Oklahoma, gave Tech a point. Olegsby progressed the Golden Suns' score four more points with a jump shot and layup, bringing the score to 50-60 in favor of Harding. The Golden Suns scored one more time off the hands of Jakey Rollins, freshman from Mustang, Oklahoma, but would not be able to make a comeback. The Golden Suns ended the game with a 52-72 loss to Harding. Well done, Golden Suns. Their determination is nothing less than extraordinary. I think they played wonderfully, and I wish them the best of luck in their next game. But unfortunately, that's all the time I have for today. I wasn't able to get all the stories, but make sure you pick up this week's paper and go to our website at architectnews.com to get the stories that I didn't cover, such as one story covering Fallout Boy's new album and one concerning roller skating. So, without further ado, this has been The Architect Introspect on 91.9 KXRJ. The music of today's episode was provided by C418 and is called Stall. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, and we'll be back next week on Thursday. Again, thank you so much for listening. Have a good weekend.